0: cool beans so do you want to do the intro or
1: yes i will do the intro i can't forget i can't remember what i said last time oh my god it was
0: just something messed, so messed like, and then it's yes. like spotify oh my god you did do that okay um spotify
1: <laughs> hello spotify q spotify exactly so welcome back <laughs> welcome back to the Mask to Mask podcast this is our episode two sort of it's our second episode Don't it's
0: we- it's our re it's our reboot yeah. second episode it's
1: another spider-man reboot congratulations
0: <laughs> bravo yeah bravo
1: that was a good one starring me as mary jane watson anyway um, May, So is that an angel That's the thing about the Tobey Maguire movies. People don't talk like that. People don't talk like that in real life. Anyway, I know, but it has its. We'll get into it. We'll get. Into we'll get it. into it. We'll get into it. Welcome back to the Mastermas podcast. I am the amazing. If you don't know who I am, I build gadgets and stuff on YouTube. Uh, I, I I do some some real life superhero uh, deeds, but uh, not so much lately because I am in a, a very uh, trans trans. Tra- Transitional, transitional transitional period in my <laughs> life and but here is knight and he is all about that superhero life so uh,
0: i don't i don't
1: call it superhero
0: life but but sure right of course I, we don't I, we
1: don't say that we don't say that because yeah
0: i mean i mean it's it's i mean th- i think our audience gets what we mean of but, course but you know i we're not full of i it. always yeah yeah we're not we're not full of it yeah, yeah. um but yeah, I too am and just leaving my transitional stage in life. Oh. I'm finally settling in, which is nice. Um, but you know, I know I know that you know we gotta keep anonymity and everything. But mm-hmm. uh, but would you like to share a little bit about you know kind of what your what's going on in in your life a little bit? You know, what's what's going on in that transitional period?
1: Oh yeah, it's just you know starting a new. Um, I'm uh, I'm starting a a, uh, a doctoral program actually, so.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh pretty pretty soon you guys are going to have to call me Dr. Amazing. But uh honestly, I don't like to I don't like to brag about it. So we'll just we'll just keep it on. The, I know, on but, the but DL. honestly but that But everyone goodness. who's listening knows I'm not going to talk about it super openly, but it's not right. really a big deal. But
0: I deal. I do I do think when that
1: happens, I think that's actually a pretty good name. Dr. Amazing. I'll be like a super do- villain. You know. Well, or or first we'll cr- I you know you know when uh Doc Ock took Peter's body? Yeah,
0: I was just and, I was just thinking that when Doc and, Ock took over his body and finished his
1: his PhD for him. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. maybe that's what's happening to me. Maybe I like I'm not really me. Have you ever thought about that? <laughs> maybe I'm about that. the real world equivalent of Doc Ock.
0: Well, speaking of Doc Ock... Yeah. Uh, in in terms of my settling in life, uh-huh. uh, I've moved into a new apartment uh, with with my with my lovely girlfriend. You're right. That is related to Doc Ock. Um, it is related to Doc Ock. But congratulations because... to you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. To you,
1: not to your lovely girlfriend. That's unfortunate. But
0: <laughs> but the the relation to Doc Ock being, of course, that that she's never seen a Marvel film in her life, Ooh. and I was like, hey, you know, uh, we could start. You know, I told her straight up. I was like, listen if you don't like iron man one you know we don't have to watch any of these other ones um but but we did we like just finished everything and i mean everything like we finished loki uh like two nights ago and then uh i I actually think it was before homecoming or like before civil war that i showed that i asked if she'd ever seen like a spider-man film before yeah and she was like no and i was like okay well let's start with like toby mcguire and everything just so that she got like a sense of like who spider-man was before he showed up in the mcu Uh um supposedly man (laughs) supposedly um and man dude then it just then like spider-man quickly became like her her favorite marvel character it's the best one and so just just today like we finished amazing spider-man 2 so we've seen every spider-man iteration that there is ah the second Um, best
1: spider-man movie i see oh my god
0: um, I, I will admit, like, it is it is neat to kind of watch all of those different iterations, like, back-to-back mm-hmm. for the first time, because I've never done that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And and especially watching the first Spider-Man and then the first amazing Spider-Man, it is interesting to kind of see, like, two different directors in two different styles over seemingly the same origin story.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's, it's, it's kind of interesting, because they both have their own pros and their own cons. Mm-hmm. Like... I well, think yeah. Spider-Man's quips... Yeah, I mean, Spider-Man's quips are infinitely better in the Amazing Spider-Man films. However, like, both, Je- both uh, my girlfriend and I, when we saw the first Amazing Spider-Man, we were like, Uncle Ben's death in the first Toby film we thought was handled way better than Amazing Spider-Man. Like, there's something about that version of Uncle Ben and his relationship with Peter that made it that much more heartbreaking when he actually died because it's an amazing spider-man when captain stacy died we were like why is this more emotional than when uncle ben died <laughs> so we were like
1: i would i would like i would i would uh i would disagree it's an unpopular opinion but uh interesting I okay disagree. yeah first of you all just you just per- let me just say so your girlfriend just like you guys just watched all the marvel films like
0: like, we we just finished all the MCU stuff all of it. two days ago. Like, two days? All of it. When did you start? We started about... Hey, hey, uh, lovely girlfriend who's <laughs> off screen. Uh, she might be. Uh, when did we start binging the MCU films? Do you remember? June. It was June.
1: Oh, so like a year? Oh, a month ago.
0: A month ago, yeah. <laughs> a year f- ago. Oh yeah, a month ago. Oh,
1: my God. I, I've been trying to do that with my girlfriend. This has been taking forever ever my goodness
0: yeah no i mean i mean in the beginning like i didn't have a, a second day job like mm-hmm. my main job was like in the evening yeah so literally it was like watching a television show like mm-hmm. it was just one movie after the next wow and it was a lot easier to actually watch the disney plus stuff because they were like shorter episodes and right. also there weren't that many episodes yeah um hm. so it, it, you know it was it was neat because like when we got to Infinity War and Endgame, I mean, like, she'll she'll be fine with me saying this, but, like, she was crying the entire time. Like... Goddamn. And that's kind of what shocked me, was, like, her attachment to these characters, like, so quickly, whereas for us, obviously, like, it had been 10 years... Right. ...that we were, like, watching this stuff. But the fact that she was getting the same reactions from Endgame as people that had watched this stuff for so long were, like, were having similar reactions was, like, insane to see. Yeah um but what got me was like she was getting attached to characters that i wasn't attached to watching these movies for the first time Mm -hmm. so like like for instance like one of the one of the things that i do appreciate about the disney plus shows of like wanda vision and falcon the winter soldier specifically was like i do like wanda and vision and falcon and winter soldier Mm -hmm. but i do feel like with wanda and vision specifically reading as someone who like read the comics growing up too like i knew like yes they're going to become one of the biggest marvel couples ever Mm -hmm. but then when i was watching the films i was like i i know they become a couple but like why did this version of these two characters like each other Mm -hmm. i don't know like we never really explore that yeah but then wandavision happens and i'm like i get it yeah like this is this is kind of what we needed to see in the movies but like man does it still like Work really well. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Falcon and, and Winter Soldier. Yeah, like I love Sam Wilson and I love Bucky Barnes, but that show really flushes them out a lot more. It's true, and puts them in a position where I'm like, this is great. Same with Loki, especially Sam. Like the way they handled. Oh, especially Sam, Sam.
1: becoming Captain America was. Oh my God, I thought it was perfect. It was absolutely like perfect. Like the,
0: the using using Isaiah Bradley, I think was the smartest thing oh the my show God. could have done. Brilliant, because he was not he was not in any of the marketing. Yeah, he wasn't in. You had no idea he was coming, mm-hmm. but like using him as like essentially the reason why Sam would doubt being Captain America, but mm-hmm. then also being the reason he's Captain America and a very good thought, reason
1: to doubt too.
0: A giving Sam a very, Sam good, reason a very good
1: reason, not you know, because sometimes they'll invent like a fake conflict, you know, for, for right. a character to have. But this is a conflict that exists in the real world, you know.
0: I also thought it was it was genius to have U.S. Agent. Because that yeah. way, it's like, for anyone that would doubt Sam Wilson being Captain America, it's like, well, let's show you what it would actually be like if a bad person became Captain America. Yeah. yeah. That, way, <laughs> that way it's easier yeah. to accept that Sam Wilson becomes Cap. Because he's so much better. But then, yeah. but then Loki, I think, was the show yeah, that, Loki for me, really Loki was my favorite out of the bunch for for a lot of yeah. reasons. But for me, it was one of those shows where I was like, okay, I should stop doubting these Disney Plus shows in mm-hmm. terms of their importance in the MCU. Yeah because I think I was still getting used to the whole like ABC, Netflix, Marvel stuff yeah. where I was like there's no way this is going to like have any impact yeah in what we're seeing film-wise but even though WandaVision was a thing I was still like
1: well,
0: you know, hmm. we might hear about stuff in Doctor Strange, but this film like not only setting up the multiverse but then also essentially our next Thanos or Thanos event yeah I was like the fact that this is being set up in a show is insane to me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so no like i i just i think this marathon just gave me a better appreciation for all the stuff yeah and and even rewatching all the spider-man stuff like back to back like i i i personally still think sam raimi's style is still the best like one-to-one of like what it feels like for me at least to see what i feel is a true good spider-man story yeah like the only other thing that gave me that feeling was the PS4 game mm. and the comics. Interesting. You know, I just, I just think his visual style matched with like Danny Elfman's like musical style fits that perfectly for me. Mm-hmm. I think Mark Webb did amazing when it came to the relationships of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think I prefer Sam Raimi's Aunt May versus uh, Mark Webb's and especially MCU's version of Aunt May. Mm-hmm um so yeah again like it was just like there were just things and all of these interpretations that i was like okay i prefer this i prefer that but i also really like this i also really like that i wish this was different i wish this took from that blah 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 yeah so i felt like they in a way they kind of all complemented each other pretty well Mm -hmm. like i i ended up not having a problem with any of these spider-men themselves i was like no like i really like andrews i really like toby's Mm -hmm. i really like toms yeah um so, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, it's, it's been really interesting to
1: just binge them all, especially
0: now with No Way
1: Home. Yeah, so I, I will say, you know, I don't talk too much about my personal life, but I feel like for this conversation it's important. Uh, mm-hmm. with, so my girlfriend and I, we've, we've watched, we've watched all, all the Andrew stuff, all the Toby stuff. Um, right. We obviously have to watch the Tom stuff with the MCU. We can't watch that on mm-hmm. its own. So in terms of where we are at in the MCU, we're like just, just, just started Phase Two. Um, oh my God! And we're actually watching Daredevil right now. Um, and I was like, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if she got to experience like the Agents of Shield crossover with Winter Soldier like in real time? But mm-hmm. that's gonna take a long time, especially with how busy we're both about to be um yeah so that would be like just, 17 episodes and then and then we watch winter soldier and then we keep going right. the rest of the season but like mm, i don't know
0: it's 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 really interesting now to like show someone else yeah. this whole marvel thing and there's and kind of so like much mind, there's so much <laughs> yeah. but then there's also part of me that's like should i show this person like you know, the full scale of, like, what it was like to just be a Marvel fan in general. Like, right. even the Fox stuff, like, all this stuff. Uh, or yeah. just, just, like, show, like, what's actually important. Because hearing right. James Gunn, like, on Twitter say that they kind of treat all the past TV show stuff as non-canon kind of made me feel better about, like, not showing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And makes me because, feel
1: like, bad because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a really, really amazing show.
0: And and I hear really good things about it. Like, I I have a very i would say interesting relationship with that show Uh where like i was really excited about it when it first came out because in my mind i was like cool like a show about colson and then like the mcu every week like that's so cool yeah and i kind of went into it with the concept of like this is kind of gonna feel like the x-files for marvel yeah where it's like we might be able to flesh out and see a lot more of the marvel universe than we might ever in the films Mm -hmm. and like, I mean, I knew, like, season ones of every show, like, kind of needs to still figure out what it is. Yeah. And the whole Hydra twist was really good in that show. Mm-hmm. But I I still was kind of, like, did it, like, there there were just so many villains that were being set up in season one as, like, who could be the big bad. Right. That never really had a payoff. And I felt like the villain they chose was, like, the weakest of the bunch. Yeah. And then there were certain things in season one that never had a payoff until, like, the last season. That was crazy. And I never saw and I never really saw that as like, oh, they planned that from the start. Yeah. I just kind of saw that as like, oh, they had this loose end that they realized, oh, we never did anything with it. Let's do it now.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and
0: I'm like, okay. So you've seen and all
1: I, you've seen all of Agents of Shield, then?
0: I've seen all of Agents of Shield, yeah. and I, I I think because I gave it a, a fair shot, I I think the best thing that it ever did was Ghost Rider. Oh, for I sure. Think, so I think Rob, I think Robbie Reyes Ghost Ghostwriter yeah. was the best thing that show. Ghostwriter
1: and the framework for sure. Season four, season four for me, like if you look at the entirety of that show, in as like you know like a classic plot, like season mm-hmm. four is the climax for sure for all of the characters. I, like that's where all of the characters really like meet their match right. in terms of their emotional struggles, um, because they have to confront it when they when they you know go to the framework you know this virtual virtual world where you know everyone's life is turned upside down or right side up and then leaving Uh, it turns uh... it upside down and it's then everything that follows season four is is kind of like it's obviously each season is its own story but it's kind of like okay how are these people now dealing with the consequences of season four really that's that's all that happens after season four is how do people deal with the consequences of season four and then before season four is sort of just exposition and like these characters getting into more and more precarious situations like creating Mm -hmm. more villains for themselves to fight and see see
0: yeah season four was interesting for me because like when i heard they were doing ghost rider i was like kind of unsure because like earlier i'd almost dropped the show completely yeah And it was the moment that they introduced Inhumans. Mm -hmm. And at that point, some people may not remember this, Mm -hmm. but Inhumans was going to be a movie. And that movie wasn't going to be released until like seven years down the road when they first introduced them. And that was the moment where I almost dropped it because I was like, are you really about to convince me that this is not going to have any repercussions in these movies until this Inhumans movie comes out? Like, that was the point where I was like, okay, if this show is not really going to have any connectivity, yeah. and it's only one way, why am I watching it? Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't feel like there's going to be this payoff that I'm hoping for. Like, seeing the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in, like, an endgame moment. Yeah, I, I, I would starting loved to feel to like that, that. that. But I, right. I think that's, honestly,
1: and, I think that's Kevin Feige's fault.
0: Well, I, I'm almost wondering who is really at fault here, because also at that time... Like I mean they did acknowledge one of the shows with an endgame, which was Agent Carter with the whole Jarvis Camp. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm almost wondering like because I know Marvel T V and Marvel Studios were two different entities and it was all done by by Ike Perlmutter, yeah, who some would say is sort of like the reason why this whole non connectivity thing happened. Mm-hmm. Because Marvel Studios had their own plan and he was just kind of forcing his own. Yeah. Um but with Agents of Shield specifically, like I think they did ghostwriters so well and it was something that also was different in terms of a story that they could do. Mm-hmm. Or it was like them finally dealing with something that like they couldn't explain with science and everything and sort of had that Doctor Strange tie-in but not really yeah. because it was something magical. And then when they went to Framework and then the evil AI, I was kind of chugging through it because I was like, Cause I, I agree with you about all the, all the character stuff. But in my mind, I was like, okay, now we're heading into story territory that like has already been done before in other media. Like now this is essentially Flashpoint. Oh, evil AI. This is literally Ultron. And they even referenced that. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, okay, I, I like what they're doing with these stories. But also I was almost, I was kind of like, we just had something very interesting here that was different i'm kind of waiting for that to come back and then he does and i'm like oh thank god the prodigal son returns <laughs> like i was like oh ghost rider be back yeah uh and then he was gonna have his own show on hulu and then that didn't happen he really
1: should have had his own show for sure
0: i i i mean i remember ike Permodal like teasing a punisher ghost rider crossover which i thought would have been damn. amazing to see damn um but but that's why i'm so excited about like no way home and then also something that just came out the
1: other day about kingpin and where,
0: Hawkeye. yeah, yeah dude i'm excited that like,
1: seems to be true actually
0: because because of vincent denarfield like in the tweet yeah that was
1: weird i mean unless it's yeah. something where i could also see it where he like saw the tweet and was like oh that'd be cool like it and then he was like wait a minute now people are gonna think i'm in it and then he unliked it. i mean
0: i mean he's been pretty vocal in the past about like rebooting daredevil right and, like, interest in that yeah but i feel like him liking something like that but like not retweeting it or anything but right. just liking it yeah like that's one of those things where like i still know people who think that if you like something on twitter people can't see that mm. so i'm almost like maybe he just thought like oh let me that yeah like that's going on and then the fact that he didn't do like undid it yeah. was like the marvel snipers being like hey man yeah because that's the first time that like something like that has happened at least Mm -hmm. with his account yeah so because also like he does
1: seem like the guy because he's done this before where he's like no actually i'm not in this thing you know right yeah
0: i'm i'm interested about the prospect of them being able to use these characters again and them actually using these actors again because in my mind I know there are a lot of people that are in the group of like, oh, they they're just gonna like soft reboot them. I don't think that's gonna happen. No, dude, it, like it's,
1: it's all canon in my opinion. Everything's like, canon. like,
0: like I, I really do think Feige is is going to implement or at least reference the the stories of those Netflix shows, mm-hmm. because now I'm kind of curious. Like, I know Netflix still owns those shows, but I'd be very interested if Disney Plus, like how they have a Marvel Legacy section with all the X Men stuff. Yeah. If they would have a section devoted to like the Marvel Netflix shows, yeah, like to to be like, hey, this is kind of canon or whatever, and or then they, when it, they do just the chronological put it
1: in put it in the MCU timeline. That's that's exactly it what I was. Doesn't matter. Gonna... You're just yeah. It's just setting up stuff on a larger scale. That's all. Like mm-hmm. usually, if you just look at the movies of the MCU in the past, it's just been like you have like a couple movies where you have a bunch of characters, and then there you have a movie where like those characters like come together or like they're referenced or right. whatever but like if this is just a larger scale where you have like several years of a whole show and then several years of some movies and then they come together it's the same thing it doesn't right. mean that that just because something isn't referenced doesn't mean they don't exist in the, in the same universe you know
0: oh i i can i completely agree yeah. and and that's why like now that we're getting blade and vampires were referenced in loki already and like yeah you know, Moon, Moon Knight especially mm-hmm. is the one IP that I'm probably the most excited for for a lot of reasons, not only because I'm a big Moon Knight fan, but, yeah. like, I I think that's always been a character for me that I would thought would always fit best in the Netflix shows, uh-huh. and when I would see Oscar Isaac, like, talk about Moon Knight, and he's, like, on set, but they're using, like, the backdrop of, like, different designs and, like, comic covers, but, like, specifically from the run of Moon Knight that made me go, yeah, this is the guy that deserves to be on Netflix, mm-hmm. That to me is almost like is Disney Plus like testing the waters of like could we do a more mature show in this service? Maybe like like Mandalorian like does they handle like they yeah they do some shit all the time but like I think with Marvel they're now starting to like head in that direction Mm. and I almost think that that's why they're gonna like reference and and put in the Marvel timeline the Netflix events Mm. and like and that's why it excites me about Robbie Reyes. Yeah. Like I think having a true to form ghostwriter with also like I mean hell, I, I know this might sound kind of like <laughs> an a, a, an un, yeah, hell. I know this might sound like an unpopular opinion, but yeah. there was nothing about what Agents of Shield set up that did not make the Nick Cage movie not canon. Huh? Like for like for all we know That's
1: true, you're not wrong. He yeah but
0: for all we know, because we didn't see Johnny Blaze's face, yeah. but it's the same design, mm-hmm. that could have been Nick Cage's Johnny Blaze passing on the mantle.
1: It's true. Which what? They
0: could they could make that movie canon, for all I know. But
1: that movie's not very good. <laughs>
0: it's not very good, but also, like... It's not very good, but I also know, like, for some people, they have a soft spot with it. I've heard and that, And I think, too. like... Yeah. I actually haven't seen and it. And I think, like, with the fact that it introduces like, Carter Slade's Ghost Rider, and like, all this other stuff, yeah, like, the that legacy first Ghost it, Rider yeah. movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, the legacy of it, like, I, I think that could be something where they could reference the events mm. of, like, oh, San Venganza, and like, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, I didn't really mind Nick Cage as Johnny Blaze, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I, I thought he was okay. Do I like the idea of Norman Reedus? Like, yeah. But I I wouldn't also mind it if they were like, hey, we're, we're starting to make our legacy movies, like, canon again. Yeah. Like, especially with the multiverse now, mm-hmm. and this idea of, like, a Secret Wars event. That's also why I think that's how they're going to introduce mutants. Well, X-Men like, is I, not going to be
1: canon. Those movies. Right, yeah.
0: like... Like, but that's what I'm kind of interested in. Yeah. Is like I remember Feige early on was saying that he was kind of debating, like, should we completely reboot or bring some elements from what Fox was doing into what we're doing?
1: Well, Deadpool obviously is coming. So.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Deadpool obviously, but that's one that's very easy where they could just make a joke about it. Yeah. Like, he's always been there. Yeah. Like, I fully expect a montage of just inserting him in all these different Marvel films mm-hmm. as if he was always there from the start. But I... But one of my biggest things with X-Men that I've always been debating before the finale of Loki happened yeah. was like how how do you expect me to believe? And this is the same problem with like modern day comics to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I've always been in the group of like how are you ex- supposed to expect me to believe that a a high portion of society hates mutants with a passion yet they're also totally cool with the Avengers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't make sense to they me. They got to explain like, that. Like I, <laughs> Right. Like, I was reading Avengers versus X-Men. Yeah. And even, like, how some mutants feel like, oh, mutant kind is being, like, diminished. I'm like, dude, there is nothing different between you and, like, Spider-Man.
1: Except you were born like, with your powers. Yeah.
0: You were born with your powers? Sure. But, like, also, like, Peter Parker still is, like, the rest of his life, he has these abilities. Right. Like, Steve Rogers, for the rest of his life, has these abilities. Yeah. Like, it, you you guys are all people with powers that are different from normal people. Mm-hmm there's nothing there's a very thin line now between mutants or whatever so i was kind of like how are you supposed to expect me to believe this and then the idea of a secret wars event came up in the mcu Mm -hmm. and i was like this idea of these worlds colliding and then like having to live in a world where a whole portion of the population with powers and have always had powers Mm -hmm. are merging into this one I think that's how you could explain like, okay, people wouldn't like mutants because they weren't always there. Mm -hmm. And now they are in a high populated thing. Mm -hmm. And I almost feel, because also we, I was also thinking like the longer we're staying away, like, the more we're going on in time, the less and less likely a reboot of X-Men where Magneto could be a Holocaust survivor is being likely. Mm. Because, like, he would have to be super old at this point.
1: That's true.
0: So I'm like, you can't really make Magneto not a survivor of the Holocaust. So if it was, like, a semi-merge with Fox where it's like, okay, in terms of, like, what if time works different between universes, like in Flash and everything? Mm. And it's like, okay, well, this could still be, like... The semi-young Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, blah, blah, blah. But now they're shifted to like our modern day, but yet Magneto is still a survivor of the Holocaust. Like these are people mm-hmm. that are semi out of time and out of their own world. Yeah. How do, how do they fit in? Like they really are outsiders now. Mm-hmm. Um, that's almost how I see them doing it. And that's almost why I think they're waiting to do something with them and why they announced Fantastic Four first yeah. and not anything with mutants interesting i almost think that's gonna be the caveat yeah i think that's how they're gonna do it interesting i i i don't know like like that to me felt like that's how you check the boxes well that's how you make them
1: (laughs) i remember uh i remember two years ago when we were talking about far from home um yeah and we had some very especially you had some very out there predictions (laughs) that were nowhere near correct so uh Mm -mm. i i just you know i know we can we can we can always be wrong we can totally totally be wrong oh yeah it's like dealing with questions of the universe marvel absolutely the decisions of marvel studios are as as enigmatic as the laws of space and time (laughs) i mean
0: it's 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 one of the great things though because like
1: my girlfriend asked me once like
0: when we were just driving around like yeah. after we saw Endgame, yeah she was like so like what is it like when you know like the comics and everything like how close is marvel studios to like what the comics are yeah and i said it is drastically different in some degrees yeah i said like they don't really like adapt a certain storyline and like stay 100 true to it mm-hmm. so i always say like it kind of feels like you're trying to solve a mystery uh-huh. of like what are they going to do next like now with kang i'm like okay I know they're kind of planting the seeds for Young Avengers. Yep. So is Kang going to be the also part villain of Young Avengers? Like, how how many movies is this guy going to be the villain of? Hmm. You know? Um. So again, it's like, I don't know. Like, I doubt Secret Wars is going to be exactly what we're expecting, but I feel like that's what they're setting up because they said my multiversal war, war is coming. Yeah. And it's going to be Kang-led. Like, I think it's going to be less of like an Infinity Gauntlet MacGuffin and more of like this event that's on the horizon that they cannot stop from coming
1: yeah interesting yeah I I mean I'm also surprised that Loki you know I, I figured Loki would get a season two and then or mm-hmm. I, I figured I did not figure it would get a season two actually I figured that you know it was gonna wrap up and it would just set up you know for the rest of the movies but it's gonna get a season two so this storyline will continue in Loki season two and it seems like I it do- will also continue separately from the movies because it seems like yes. Loki season two needs to be like sort of still self-contained because Loki's got to figure out what's up with like Mobius like you know mm-hmm. like oh, he's in a different timeline like they don't know who he is oh no he lost his like only friend like ever um, mm-hmm. that's like that's that's a that's a that's a problem that no one in any other movie will give a shit about so i don't
0: i don't think it'll get a season three though interesting like like i i think the arcs that they were setting up in season one it's like a two-part story and everything yeah i yeah i think it's a two-part story because that implication of like him and sylvie having their own timeline together yeah i think that's the end goal Uh and i think like I don't see them ending the multiverse in season two because mm-hmm. I feel like that still is going to be th- a thing that needs to happen. Well, it's got to be ended in but the I th-
1: movies, right? I-
0: exactly. Yeah. But I, I think them finding their own space in this wacky multiverse just to live out mm-hmm. and be in peace. I think that is something that you could definitely resolve by the end of season two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because that is also the question. It's like, you know, how many of these shows deserve multiple seasons? Like, 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 m- falcon and wonder soldier felt like captain america 4 to me yeah i was true. like this is what a captain america 4 but would sam's be sam's getting his and own movie what, so
1: that's the continuation of that and exactly wherever john walker shows up again so i, I don't think falcon and wonder right. soldier needs a season two per se it's sort of just no, an and, origin story for sam's captain america
0: and elizabeth olsen saying that she wanted to do a, a wandavision season two mm-hmm. i was like good like that that deserves to be its own self-contained story yeah um Low key, I understood a season two because I was like, "Yeah, it's very like self. You pretty much, yeah. it's very self-contained, but yeah. you also set it up pretty well." Um, but like, even like a show like Moon Knight, it's like, okay, you're you're introducing a character for the very first time in a Disney Plus show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you just treat this like an origin story for the character that we're going to see in the movies, or are you actually going to do multiple seasons? Yeah, that's one where I'm like, I don't know what you're going to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I could see it either way yeah um hmm. but i i don't know man like it's just it's just i'm glad that we live in an, in an age where it's like we can theorize like this and we could be right we could be wrong i mean there were so many people that thought king wasn't even going to be the villain i know i i was sure that
1: people were like pulling another mephisto that they just were like you know pulling right their ass but uh I but mean, i, I ended w- up being but true. I- that's crazy. But
0: I will say, upon rewatching both those shows, yeah. like I think people were just jumping the gun, but there wasn't anything in Wandavision that was actually fully hinting to Mephisto. Yeah. Whereas with Loki there were direct references and connections to Kang's. That's as a true. Character.
1: With Ravona and Ravona, Elias, G- yeah, Elias, and, an even, yeah.
0: Uh, and even like Kang's company on Avengers Tower. Right, like Kang, Alice, yep, like,
1: yeah, exactly. Yep yeah
0: i was like okay yeah that's okay. true that is
1: very true that was right there and the citadel but then, even at the end of time i guess you could guess from right that,
0: yeah right so i i was just like okay but some people were I'll still never... convinced
1: that it was gonna be a loki variant that was the main bad guy which which, which i i
0: honestly don't think that would have worked no, I don't think because so, it's either. like do you really think a loki variant would even allow we just spent like everything a whole
1: episode like meeting a bunch of loki variants and like getting to like know them and like them like they're not going to make right them the bad guy yeah. and
0: i also was like do you really think with how this timeline has gone that a loki variant would have allowed any of this stuff to
1: happen right yeah like but the, you know, like the you know what i it think did? it was you know what i think it was um I think it was just the fact that 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 throne room scene with loki like that was in the trailer hadn't appeared right yet. Thought that was gonna be in the last episode
0: that's why i think they've already filmed season two
1: no no that, that's they said they already said that was a deleted scene from uh, oh was it from ah, episode darn. five where loki turns thor into throg and so that would just be oh. you know, like a throwaway scene to show like throg as a variant um oh my god yeah. but uh yeah Anyway, but, I mean, no way home, dude. It's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Honestly, it's... the first thing I'm hoping for is Andrew Garfield to show up. But the second mm-hmm. thing I'm hoping for is not Tobey Maguire. I want Tobey Maguire to be there, obviously. I don't, I don't not want mm. him to be there. But the second mm-hmm. thing I'm hoping for is Daredevil, actually.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I think... Because they've got I to build that per-
1: continuity in their own universe.
0: Right. Know? I think this would be the perfect opportunity for him to even cameo oh, yeah um but i also think she hulk would be an even better opportunity to have him show up more um mm-hmm. but i toby toby is the one especially again that i've rewatched these stuff that like i honestly think that would make me cry like there's so many little things that they could do for callbacks even for andrew garfield oh, yeah. and, and i and i I I haven't been that impressed with John Watts in terms of like his his directing style, yeah. But but hearing the news of like the visual effects department from the Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man One and Two yeah. are coming back, and like all these like people from these original films coming back to work on this, Andrew Garfield stuntman like, too. I- exactly, Toby Stuntman, like all this stuff. Yeah, it kind of makes me a little bit more hopeful of like, wow, like are we actually going to hear? Hans Zimmer's and Danny Elfman's music, like in this movie, should be because interesting, I'm like you. Yeah. I'm like you can't have these people come back and not have those themes come back, mm. and and it's and it's like I don't.
1: I really don't want to get my hopes up for that because that would be the best case scenario.
0: Knowing knowing Michael Giacchino, yeah. like I almost feel like that's a given. Like I I almost feel like Kevin Feige, who you worked on yeah. so many of those movies, is going to be like people will like. So... Come at us with torches if we don't do like the proper callbacks. Well, yeah. For so stuff. here's
1: the thing: you just mentioned Michael Giacchino. Um, I just watched Star Trek from 2009. We watched it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Are, are yeah. you a Star Trek guy? I don't know.
0: I mean, my my mother was more into Star Trek than Star Wars. Yeah, my so dad, like, my dad I, is a
1: big Star Trek guy. So.
0: Yeah. So like, I I was there watching Star Trek
1: 2009. I think like the weekend it came out. Yeah so um so star trek 2009 and michael giacchino is a composer right he has this mm-hmm. amazing new theme that he does yes called enterprising young Man," which is mm-hmm. brilliantly composed probably one of the fav- my favorite things that he's ever written way better than his spider-man theme unfortunately um mm-hmm. but uh he also does so many callbacks to the original music from star trek Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, that's interesting. Um, I was honestly even if it's wondering one... if he would have done that for homecoming when that was going on, you know. But uh... even even if it's well he obviously I mean... did too. He did yeah, with he the nineteen sixties the... theme song, of course. Mhm. Yeah, that's I right. fully
0: expected even if it's mm-hmm. one song, I fully expect there to be like an action song where it's a combination of all these themes working together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The only question like, is because I... Andrew Garfield had two themes really
0: i think they're gonna do han Zimmers like i think that's the one that a lot of people especially online gravitate towards oh, that's
1: too bad i mean it's good but
0: it's it's good but like even when i saw amazing spider-man again like i it, it was john horner who did the soundtrack james that, horner right? ja- james god Conor. no respect um,
1: for a dead man come on
0: sorry but um i i felt like his avatar music or style yeah. was like bleeding in a little bit mm-hmm. and i just kind of felt like hans's music felt more attuned to that version of spider-man yeah so the Han- like interesting
1: was... thing about hans zimmer is his score didn't sound at all like hans zimmer music
0: <laughs> oh yeah because like <laughs> wasn't he collaborating nice with like pharrell williams yeah. on that soundtrack yeah he had he had pharrell like, williams
1: he had um uh... So a bunch of people you know working on that with him
0: but it sounds great and I, and I just think like it, it fit that Spider-Man a lot better yeah um, but I mean who knows I mean they might do a combination of both those films I don't know James, you're right. James d- Horner
1: so what's interesting is in the first trailer for the Amazing Spider-Man 2 they have an adaptation mm-hmm. of James Horner's music um, mm-hmm. in the very first but this trailer wasn't even actually released it was the Comic Con trailer and I remember mm-hmm. seeing the leaked one in 2013. And it was like this amazing, like super brass. Like sounded like Hans Zimmer wrote this, but it was like, bah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. And it was James Horner's theme. And I was like, dude, is that the. Oh my God, it's amazing. Like, Hans Zimmer did James Horner's theme. But um, obviously, that wasn't in the, in the actual thing. But they're, you know, they're, it, they're actually musically s- more similar than you might think. Um, mm-hmm. Those two different themes, and to be honest, James Horner's score fits the first movie very well, and then Hans Zimmer's movie uh, score fits the second movie very well. Um, right, I, I think I think there
0: were elements of James Horner's that I completely agree yeah. like fit fit that version so well, but there were certain decisions that he made where I was like eh, like like especially like the vocalizations sometimes like especially like in the opening. Mm-hmm i was like this feels very tribal and not spider-man like like again i was like this feels like you're doing avatar not spider-man um interesting
1: i don't know i figured that was. i don't know i don't know that to me uh yeah i don't know those vocalizations i guess you know i took to this movie very quickly so i've just you know i've Mm -hmm. seen it like a million times over the years and always those oh for sure first starts out that's just like um That's the first thing I hear, and I think it fits. I don't know why, I guess. Um, Yeah, that's interesting. But he has those throughout, and it's just always sort of like... Well, like when the lizard shows up, that happens a lot. And Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. For me, it might communicate the fact that the first movie is sort of a story about the manipulation of human nature. Mm -hmm. Because, you know... Both the they're all doing cross species genetics. Cross species yeah. genetics is the main. You know how like like every like right, sci-fi fantasy right. movie has like a core technology that drives the story. You know, mm-hmm. and like like um like in Iron Man three it's Extremis in uh, mm. in the Avengers it's the Tesseract, um, you know whatever. But, like, in this Amazing Spider-Man movie, uh, it's cross-species genetics, which is mm-hmm. they don't really have that, you know, as, like, a, like a, a, a topic at the forefront in any other Spider-Man movie. Um, right. And, But that's the most Spider-Man sci-fi topic there is, you know? Right. And so that's something that I really appreciate about that movie. And then, I guess, the fact that, you know those vocalizations are really heavy when, whenever the lizard shows up um, and they're sort of like communicating the fact like no, this is like bad cross-species genetics and then when mm-hmm. Spider-Man shows up it's like no, this is good cross-species genetics you know, that sort of thing um, You know, I, th- I think you're starting to sell me on like, yeah.
0: <laughs> like, like I, I, think, I think that explanation perfectly nails it mm-hmm. I just think in order for someone like me to i think to get that a little bit better i think the other production design Mm -hmm. there needed to be more of like a a more naturistic look to certain things at least later on Hmm. like with the lizard I, i don't know like i i think i think you're definitely hitting the nail on the head on what i think they were intending with that music yeah but i i do think with the rest of the visual aesthetic of it being, you know, again, very sci-fi and very, yeah. you know, uh, coming of age and everything, mm-hmm. I do think some of that then gets lost and that's why someone like me is like, I don't think it fit. Hmm. Um, but when you give that explanation, then it perfectly does. I'm like, yeah, that makes complete sense. Yeah. Like, yes, like, it's it's about man meddling with nature. They have this more tribal um, element to the music. But I I... There there is something about Spider-Man in terms of live action media yeah. where you know I it, it's interesting because I, I think with Tom Holland's, like I really do love Tom Holland as, as Peter and Spider-Man. Like I, I've I've said this to you like before the podcast, but like I yeah. think I've I've loved all three of them oh, yeah. as their respective Spider-Mans because I think they fit mm-hmm. their version so well. But I do think that where the newer iterations are kind of lacking mm-hmm. is the the sort of respect to the side characters that make those stories those stories. Yeah, that's specifically true. with Tom Holland. Yeah, like I think I think because I know Sony has been really behind the the MCU stuff yeah. when when the, the solo films, and I understand it's like okay they've done two other renditions of the same character. Mm. What do you do? Like how how much do you change? and i just feel like they should have done what the ps4 game did mm. where it's like yes we're going to take certain characters in different directions but they still feel like the characters you know and love yeah like mary jane watson being a daily bugle reporter is not something in a million years i would have thought she would have done but i actually think it made her characters seem more important that's, and not just this like glitzy glamoury that's from the ultimate actor. comics right like, but I think for a lot of people, they still see her as that actor, you know, just that damsel in distress and everything yeah. and not like that useful, you know? Um, so that was a nice change of pace, but then also making JK, not JK Sims, J Jonah, uh, a more Alex Jones type character mm-hmm. that was straight from the PS4 game as well. Yep. And, and I'm sure like other iterations of the comics and then Aunt May running a homeless shelter. Like there was just these yeah, little things where I'm like, they got that. I'm like, there's just game. these right like like there was just these little things where i'm like cool and then even Otto octavius's motivation for for the arms you know his body deteriorating i'm like this is new yeah so but it's but it still feels like doc ock Mm -hmm. it still feels like cool the arms are making him evil not Otto octavius is inherently
1: evil well that's from spider-man too
0: exactly (laughs) but i'm like but even in some of the comics like when he became Mm spider-man like he's learning like to be a better man right and i almost feel like it it harkened back to like the the um, uh, corruption from his inventions. Yeah. Um, but I I just kind of feel like the biggest thing I want Tom Holland Spider Man to kind of change is again that that changing things for the necessity of changing things mm-hmm. and not changing things to to add to anything by sacrificing who these people are. Because I'm sorry, I love Ned and I really like. Zendaya's character of, of MJ, even though she's not Mary Jane Watson, mm-hmm. I think they're very interesting, unique characters for like this version of Spider Man. Actually, yeah,
1: I do like those characters as well. Yeah,
0: but but I am kind of like, okay, where's Harry Osborn? Yeah. Where's Gwen Stacy? Yeah. Where's Mary Jane Watson? So where's, where's the Betty Brand of the Daily Bugle? Like Betty Brand is there, and I think she could. She she's yeah. she's there, and I kind can see how they would then make her like part of the Daily Bugle, mm-hmm. but like. But also, it's like, okay, where's Spider-Man's interest in photography? Like, yeah. where is this? Where, like, how is he going to work at the Daily Bugle? Yeah. Like, like, there's... there's And also, I'm sorry, but I think Aunt May is being so wasted in Tom Holland's version. Yeah. Where she clearly could have had these great moments. Like, for instance, finding out that he's Spider-Man. Like, we hear in Homecoming, the whole film, I can't tell her because of what happened this year. You know, of course, hinting at what happened with Ben. Yeah. So it's like, okay, when she sees him, I want to see that scene of her losing her shit. Mm-hmm. And her being like, what are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I want to see that but transition. But it's no big off. deal, yeah. But it's no big deal. So, like...
1: Yeah, I I, I guess...
0: What... Like, Aunt May has not felt like Aunt May to me. And I also think the biggest problem with this version is... And again, I, I know there's probably a lot of people that would say otherwise, but... I get their little cheeky references to Uncle Ben, yeah. but after seeing Toby and Andrews and how they keep referencing Ben all the time, not the fact that he's dead, and like, oh, what, how that impacted Peter, but just that presence in general. Yeah. Like, it is missing so much because it's like, Uncle Ben is why he became Spider-Man. Yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, but it's like, this is still basically your father figure. This is like the guy that you loved. And for Aunt May, it's the love of her life. <laughs> Like I, I feel like they almost could have like gotten away with the Happy Hogan fling thing, yeah. If she called it off because she, she's like, it, it's not you're not Ben, <laughs> like, you know, like it's just like the, there's just it's almost disrespectful to Uncle Ben as a character mm-hmm. by never mentioning the impact he had on either one of those people. Yeah, and I don't want to see him die again. I don't feel like we need to. But you have to reference his importance it's why me being the big batman fan that i am it's why i never mind how many times bruce wayne mentions the death of his parents yeah. or his parents in general because i'm like this is important because this is why you're batman yeah like you need to mention ben because that's why you're spider-man i don't want people to think that the only reason peter parker is spider-man is because tony stark showed up at his apartment
1: yeah wow man you've got a lot of thoughts
0: I do, I mean, I've I've had some of these before, but like I think, rewatching all these films, I've kind of forgiven some of my problems because I think the biggest thing I've learned by binging the MCU Mm -hmm. is even if some things weren't planned from the start, they do a really good job at like turning directions a little bit to make it feel like okay, we planned this from the start, Mm -hmm. even though it may not have been like for instance the Mandarin twist. And then doing the one shot and now the real Mandarin showing up, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's a course direction because obviously people didn't like what happened, and maybe Kevin Feige didn't, but it's like, it's, it feels like it's planned, and I feel like that's what they're doing now with Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like it's like I think the seeds are perfectly planted, knowing that Doctor Strange is in this new film, knowing that perhaps Toby and Andrew are in these in this new film, that is like cool. This could be an interesting way to set up a new Spider-Man trilogy. By kind of going, yes, we're heading in the direction of like classic Spider-Man.
1: Well, here's the thing about about classic Spider-Man, because oh boy, you know things change all the time, and Mm -hmm. we like as much as I love like everything that was done with Spider-Man in the nineteen seventies, I feel like those (sighs) comics right there sort of show, like, the quintessential, um, you know, life of the character, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like everything that has been done since has been, like, an attempt to, like, get back to that sort of status quo, um, I don't mind the, I at first I minded it, obviously, a little bit, the fact that, you know, his, his supporting cast isn't exactly, like, what we're used to, um, mm-hmm but at the same time like i i like ned and i like zendaya's mj and i actually i don't even mind like aunt may that much but i Mm. feel like the identities of the characters shouldn't be important um Mm -hmm. but you know i actually i do enjoy watching uh homecoming and far from home um especially far from home actually uh and, I mean, look, I was I was about to say, actually, especially Homecoming. So, I think they're both good. But mm-hmm. th- I agree. the one thing that I have, and it's not like the characters aren't fleshed out. Because they do seem like real people that would exist in the MCU. And they seem like they're more than just, like, Pe- they seem like they have more going on than just, like, being Peter's friend. However, right. they're not they're not main characters. They're not also protagonists in the story. Um, and mm-hmm. that I think is a problem because basically you have Peter and he's he's written very well actually, I think. Um you know I I agree. He, people will complain that like Tom Holland's Peter Parker like acts like a child. He is a child. Like come on. He is. He is li- he's literally a child. Um and so that's okay, but And his struggles, I think, are real enough and his, his, you know, the problems that he has to overcome, I enjoy watching him overcome them. But he's the only one in the story that's really overcoming any real problems, right? Mm -hmm. Any problem in the story is something that he's got to deal with. And every other character that he cares about, it's just him trying to figure out what they're thinking. We never know anything about about what they're thinking so i guess you know it's a story really from from peter's perspective which is okay mm. but at the same time we we just get to see him his experiences of the world i guess and i guess i maybe i prefer seeing the world as a whole so just give an example of what i'm rambling on about right so we see in in um in Far From Home, for instance, we see his interaction with Ned is Ned is like, oh, let's uh let's go like to Europe and be bachelors, and then Ned is like, oh, like I like Betty Brant, oh, I'm dating dating Betty Brant, and we see like interactions mm-hmm. between Ned and Betty, how they're like gross cute, you know, whatever. It's funny, mm. um, and and then at the end they break up and it's funny, but 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 the whole time is Peter like towards Ned being like, wait, what the heck is going on, like we just like said this but now you're saying this what are you what are you talking mm-hmm. about and so like to like to the audience ned is just this enigma character that doesn't make any decisions that make sense you know <laughs> and that's funny to watch it's enjoyable to watch but we never see anything where it's like ned or or mj like being like worried about peter without peter right. being there to experience it you know with right. with I, and you know what? F- fuck it, I'm biased, but we see this mostly in the Amazing Spider Man movies. Uh, because. He, so, and most of the other time, it's in Spider Man 3, actually. So, the movies that people dislike the most, which is weird. So, because, like, in, in the first Tobey Maguire movie, it's just MJ is there and. Harry is there, and Peter's like, wait, why the fuck is Harry dating MJ? I thought, like, you know, he was my friend, like, I liked MJ. And then he's like, turn it low, does MJ like me? Does she not like me? At the end, like, she does like him. And he's like, oh, I'm gonna go. And then we get a little glimpse of, like, MJ having her own thoughts that Peter is unaware of, where she, like, starts to suspect that he's Spider-Man, but that's not really acknowledged anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2, it's just Peter being like, oh, like, oh, MJ is about to get married, yo, that's so crazy. Like, why would she do that? Um, but like we get a little, and then we get a little bit of her own thoughts where she's like, we get a scene between her and and John Jameson where she's like going to marry him and she's like, wait, actually, I probably like Peter instead, which is like a real like human moment that Peter's not there to Mm -hmm. experience, which is nice to see. Um, and in Spider-Man three, we get a whole lot of that actually where like all, uh, like a lot of the plot is happening without Peter Parker's knowledge. Where, right. where you know Mary Jane got fired and he doesn't know anything about that for the whole story which I think is very interesting and you know and Harry you know um, talking to MJ again he doesn't know about that of course until you know a mm-hmm. little bit later um, and so he, it's kind of like a movie where Peter is blissfully unaware because of course he's got the black suit he's really arrogant which is part of the plot mm-hmm. um, and that movie like as a construct is not super well executed but I think that's probably the most interesting thing to see in any movie is to see many characters having their own struggles
0: um and i and i think that's why me kind of waiting for those characters that like we know are very crucial to peter mm, and his life that's why i'm kind of curious like how are they going to handle that like for instance like i i don't think I'm very curious how they would handle something like the death of Gwen Stacy. Like, for the longest time, I've almost been like, wait a minute, like, Zendaya's character, they've been very explicitly saying her name is Michelle, it's not MJ. It's not Mary Jane Watson, right? So I was almost like, well, are they gonna do a fast one on us and she's the person that dies and not Gwen Stacy because we we know that she's going to die because everyone saw amazing spider-man 2 you know (laughs) and that's and that's still very fresh in our minds and everything well but like but but again like that's why i'm like well i don't want them to do what sam raimi did which was like introduce gwen stacy in like the third movie and he's still with mj and like he kind of just uses gwen or whatever so i'm like it's those types of characters like okay i know there are some big spider-man life moments that have yet to happen that are very crucial to just spider-man stories in general That yeah. i'm very curious like how would this iteration deal with that and it's kind of you know i think it's kind of just kind of hard because i'm like well we haven't even seen what this version's harry osborne would be well, or what this version's gwen stacy would be and maybe you know maybe
1: they won't deal with these these comic book situations at all and i think that's okay yeah uh i i think you know I I've stopped waiting for them to be like, "Oh, when are they going to introduce um Gwen stuff?" Because like we've mm-hmm. seen that sort of twice. Um right. and you know, when are they going to introduce like the black suit, you know? Like I feel like they could right. they could do an interesting thing with that, especially cuz they have like, like an actual space universe, you know. But of course there's the Venom like I, there's yeah. the Venom shit. Like I
0: But like I'm, I I am almost completely fine with them doing something that Raimi did which was just like the main love interest being just Mary Jane Watson and yep. doing something else with Gwen yeah like for instance Spider-Gwen yeah like introducing a live-action Spider-Gwen I think would be far more fascinating than just doing the death of the Yeah, uh, I don't know <laughs> well I mean I mean again like I, I would still think I still think like I like Gwen Spider-Gwen I, is, I do
1: but like, look, yeah I, I like, think like, I think if we're wanting if we're wanting the MCU to to move toward more interesting Spider-Man stories that is mm-hmm. not the direction to go. <laughs> yeah, because just, then you're just shifting thinking, like, the he, focus to another.
0: Oh yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I just weirdly just think they're not going to do the death of Gwen Stacy. Which uh, I don't know. Yeah. Like, could be a fast
1: one, which is which is like, well, what happens? Why, to Gwen I don't Stacy know just why just they would. Alive? I don't know why they would do the death of Gwen. Not everyone has to. Most the exactly. literally the and, only and, adaptation of it is in the Amazing Spider-Man two
0: exactly so, and that's almost why i'm like would it be more interesting for the audience to think when stacy's gonna die but then she actually lives and like that they actually, just find yeah. another reason for them to like part ways or whatever that actually would have been um, a more
1: interesting plot point for me in the amazing spider-man 2
0: um like her just going to england and him staying in new york because they were gonna have shane lee woodley as mj yeah i thought it would be like, i
1: thought it i thought it would have been an interesting subversal to be like, no, mm-hmm. you don't get this trope of a female character dying just to motivate the main character. You know, as much as I mm-hmm. like how they handled that, that is a trope and it is sort of harmful uh, to, am... to have female characters just die to serve the motivation of, of the main male character. I and agree. I almost it would have been like... an interesting subversion to have her, I... you know, just make her own decision, to decide, decide to leave. But you know I, right. I thought what they did you know just as an adaptation of a story that existed before I think it works
0: i I do too and, and I do think another way that they could have subverted it a little bit to what you were just saying is having the movie end where it's like he what if he didn't have that scene where he's spider-man again in the very end yeah like what if Gwen's death was so like like you feel that time go by mm-hmm. between the next time he becomes spider man and like the third film I think that would have been good where it's yeah. Where, where it's like, he doesn't hear Gwen's speech, but it's like, how does he... It's like the end of resolve, The Dark Knight. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, how does he find his path, considering he literally said, Gwen, you're my path. Yeah. But by being the guy that literally is the life that killed Gwen. Yeah. Like, that to me would, would be so much more interesting than, than what they did, which is what you were saying, which is just using her death and using her motivating words to just make the male character like do his own thing yeah. but i mean it, it's also going to be interesting like if they if they do this crossover thing in the next movie like acknowledging what happened the organic webs the organic webs because well, yeah. like uh, and and just again like everything like for instance like i i think the thing that really excites me about this whole thing is like andrew did not get a proper goodbye yeah. with this character because like he was just fired off the spot. if he appears they have like, to do that yeah and 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 they you could almost watch spider-man 3 and treat that like the ending because of how like the last shot is just him and mj slow dancing and that's a fine that's an absolutely it is a it's a very fine ending and i do think the ending itself of spider-man 3 is very touching where it's all about forgiveness and and it's a very somber note Mm -hmm. to to end on which i almost think is fitting Mm mm-hmm so it, it is gonna be very interesting to kind of see like okay well what did happen to toby's peter peter what happened to andrew garfield's where they set up sinister six like what what happened to these people and could this be their send-off or sony being sony are they going to reference that they might actually do more things with these iterations <laughs> i don't know i like I, like I, kn- knowing 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 sony man like they could pull a fast one and not be like hey we're gonna do solo films with these people mm-hmm. But like maybe they just pop up every once in a while.
1: I don't know. Damn! Wouldn't it be nice if if Andrew came back and uh, and played a Spider Man like our age? That would have been nice. that would that would be, that would be cool. I would like that.
0: I honestly, after watching these amazing Spider Man films, I think his Spider Man would have been a very smooth transition into
1: connecting with the MCU. I think so too, honestly. But you know, like, I, I it, th- they they might have been thinking about doing it at one point or another, but uh, you know.
0: I I I I know that Andrew desperately wanted it. I, re- I remember him wanting it Comic <laughs> Con. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, man, it's it's tough because I I think without the push that Sony needed to make that deal, I don't. I almost think they wouldn't have done it no, yeah. if 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 Spider Man did well enough on its own. I mean, it's why like there's still like double downing all all these solo villain films. Yeah. Which by the way, like I honestly think if Mobius doesn't do well, Mobius, like. Mor- Morbius doesn't do well, which the more that they're pushing it back, I think the more people are forgetting that that movie's even coming out. Oh yeah. Like I I if that movie doesn't do well and Craven doesn't do well, I'm curious what they're going to do. I'm not because I I,
1: I, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh no, no,
0: no no. No, I don't I don't mean like I don't mean like in and how would they continue it? I mean more in like well then what do you do with a plan that's failing? We know what like, they do.
1: They <laughs> they, they they fire people it. and they run away that's what they do
0: because i i was i was telling my girlfriend i was like i honestly feel like sony's best bet strategy wise is already they're letting marvel do so much and they're just making the money by what marvel's doing mm-hmm. I, part of me is just like let marvel take control of the live action stuff but you focus on what actually was super well received mm-hmm. which was the animated stuff yeah like Into the spider verse won an oscar for best animated movie yeah did that you did that. Like, go focus on that. Mm. Like, clearly that's working. Yeah. Um, and they are, but... And, but I, I, think, I think they're getting confused of the success with Venom of people that, like, unironically like it versus people that ironically like it because it's just not that good of a movie.
1: I honestly that's really like, enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think it's anything special, but fuck it. It doesn't deserve a 30% on Rotten Tomatoes by any stretch. Come on. I'll tell I'll tell you this. that was a movie where like I saw with a bunch
0: of my friends like at home, yeah like I I somehow missed it in the theaters, but like we were like, okay, we're gonna have a fun time, maybe you know make some jokes here and there, whatever. Mm. It got to the point where I think it was just so painful for us to watch that we wow. just like didn't say anything huh. like it was it was it was one of those films where I was like I like certain aspects of this, but oh my God, there are so many things about this movie like with the writing and everything and also tom hardy's voice as eddie Brock was also really bothering me where i was like you sound like a new york tommy wiseau like i'm like why (laughs) i was like Hmm. why like uh, and just with the writing of like okay one minute he's like hey lady your boss is like a horrible human being and she's like no he's not Mm -hmm. next scene he's like oh i proved that your boss is awful and she's like eddie i'm breaking up with you (laughs) i'm like he just proved that your boss like kidnaps homeless people and experiments on them. And now you're breaking up with him. Like literally the scene after what is like, she? I forget.
1: Scene, I forget this whole movie, but like what did she like? She like, he, he logged for, into her laptop,
0: right? Yeah. Something like that. But like she, he still proved his
1: point. I don't know, right? man, that's still a breach of trust. Like you could,
0: it, it is. But I, I just felt like that whole movie was people like not having arcs, just like one decision, after another which was drastically different from how they like acted before yeah i don't know like i and then like um the riz ahmed mm-hmm. who played the bad guy like i saw a movie that i think you would really like called sound of metal mm-hmm. he's brilliant in that movie mm-hmm. so like re venom like man your talent was so wasted mm-hmm. like, oh yeah he's <laughs> a I'm very like, talented dude.
1: guy for sure
0: he's a very talented guy but man venom was not but the- Weirdly, he was just, there he will was be carnage. Elon Musk. Weird, weirdly, there will be carnage. Looks far better to me than this first Venom movie, mm-hmm. so I'm like, man, this might be good. We'll see. <laughs> but also, I'm like, we'll but, I, but if I support it, am I supporting them taking more villains away from MCU? Peter, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I can tell that you really like the whole like get things to the status quo, which is appreciable. Like I used to be like that too, but you know yeah it's just people write stories and and you know once once stories have been exhausted people don't want to do the same stories and that's okay yeah
0: you know. and 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 i it's it's kind of a shame because i do think with this whole sony sony marvel deal it would have been a smart strategy for sony to be like let's expand the spider-man section of the mcu by doing these solo villain movies and just have them cross over yeah but i also think by them i don't know if they were allowed treating- to do that right I, I, yeah, they're not allowed. They're not really allowed to do it. But I almost think, like as a strategy, it's almost kind of smart to be like, okay, well, Sony will like expand and everything, and that's cool because that way it's almost like getting more MCU movies mm-hmm. out of the way. Yeah. But but also they're treating Venom like an anti-hero, yeah. not like a not like a villain that I see Spider-Man fighting. Yeah. So it's like I I also don't know whether they're going to do them with Morbius and like Craven. Like, are you are you not going to treat these people like they're villains? Mm-hmm. Because in that way, it's like, I don't see why Spider-Man would ever disagree or fight these people. Well, I mean, these people um, are all
1: anti-heroes in the comics, and you never know how they're going to cross paths with Spider-Man. For instance, like, Eddie Brock's whole reason for hating Spider-Man is because because that he, he fucked him over, like, out of his job, and and, and he, like, mm-hmm. caught, like, caught him for fraud, you know, all that stuff, which is stuff that all happens in the Venom movie without Spider-Man, um, mm-hmm. and or is alluded to as well so like it happens like twice I guess so but you know that could always happen like in a version of that in the future and you mm-hmm. know like like before even in the comics before like Eddie hated Spider-Man like he was just a normal reporter happened in Spider-Man 3 as well like he wasn't an evil dude he, mm-hmm. you know, he was a kind of a douchebag, but you know he just you know got fucked over that's like how most villain things work, right?
0: <laughs> well well listen, speaking of all that, I think I think we could talk about Spider-Man, you know, all all night long and all day long. But so I, let's do I do it. think <laughs> But I do think for our listeners, I think we should start wrapping things up a little bit. Sure, sure. <laughs> um but but I definitely I definitely am gonna be more interested in talking about this up because there's been some pretty interesting developments with No Way Home specifically. Yeah. Where I mean, this is the first time, honestly, especially now that we talked about Sony and just, you know, how into Spider-Man that they are and this IP, that we are less than six months away from a new Spider-Man movie. Yeah. And there has been no trailer, no poster, mm-hmm. nothing, but merchandise is being released. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, like, what are they really waiting for? So I know that probably like the next time we hear something about No Way Home might be the next time that we do a podcast. But I think, you know, I, I know that you got some stuff interesting going on in the pipeline. I can't talk too much yeah. about things that the guys and I here in Savannah are, are setting up. But I've talked to you about it privately. Yep. But I, I, I think probably the next time we do a podcast, I can be a little bit more transparent about of it. Course, but yeah. it does have to do with more of like the political world, mm-hmm. like getting a bill passed possibly. The and, college and protection
1: pr- bill. We know it. The college protection bill. We did the bill. PSA, baby. We did the PSA, All baby. All about the college protection bill call and, your local um, senators
0: call your local senators yeah. baby but then also there is a there is a second press conference that we're setting up i, I can't say too much as to the details of it just yet mm-hmm. and i don't really think i'm allowed to even say anything publicly until the actual press conference yep. because of the nature of mm-hmm. it but i i definitely will say keep your eyes and ears peeled for that we will definitely be posting about it as soon as it comes out nice. um but then yeah like anything that that you want to share before we wrap up
1: yes yes but before before we wrap up I just want to finish the Spider-Man talk with (laughs) just gonna say I showed all the Spider-Man movies except for Tom Holland to my girlfriend Mm -hmm. I showed her Andrew Garfield's movies first then I Mm -hmm. showed her Tobey Maguire's movies she says Andrew Garfield blows Tobey Maguire out the fucking water we watched Andrew Garfield movies she said these are amazing Pun intended, and then we watched Toby Maguire movies, and she was like, "Oh, this guy's a little weird." <laughs> Weirdly, uh,
0: my girlfriend had kind of a exact opposite. Where like, damn, she didn't say like, a- she didn't say like any iteration blew any out of the water, yeah. like in terms of Toby versus Andrew, mm-hmm. but she preferred the movie, the Toby movies, over the Andrew mm-hmm. and Tom Holland movies, just as movies. Yeah. like she thought everything movie wise she preferred and and how it was executed versus the other films but she loves all the iterations of them yeah
1: well I mean my, my girlfriend's not an artist she's a scientist so <laughs> so am I I mean did I mention I'm getting my doctorate some some
0: <laughs> some you know I'm something of a scientist myself I am something of um, a scientist so
1: yeah I mean <laughs> yeah that's just that's just I mean I, I'm also a movie buff and and she is very much not but uh I guess just in terms of what was interesting to her is more of the Andrew Garfield stuff Right. Everyone has their preferences. If we don't stop now, we'll keep talking about it. I'm so sorry that I brought this back. Exactly. Um, Okay. So, yeah. So, what I want to bring up about, you know, what I've got in the pipeline. Um, Got. So, guys, if, you know, you haven't checked my YouTube channel lately, please do because... I've had a couple more videos. First of all, our first podcast episode is up in a shortened edited Mm -hmm. format. So check it out to catch us talking about something, some, some more serious stuff than we've talked about in this episode. Um, additionally, I've got two entries to the hashtag Veritasium contest. If you don't know who Veritasium is, he's a, I mean, if you don't know who Veritasium is, come on, get, go get, get, get off of get off of Facebook. I mean the veritasium I mean everyone knows Vsauce hopefully. so veritasium is like you know Vsauce but like like he posts more often first of all. Um, he's just like one of the biggest science creators on YouTube and he's recently started a contest um, to give away $10,000 dollars to other science educators on YouTube. and so essentially, I think both. So you have to post a one-minute video on YouTube, and you can put in multiple entries, whatever. I've put in two entries so far, and I think I that's that's all I have the energy for because there aren't a lot of (laughs) a lot of other science. Well, there are a lot of other science concepts, but like in terms of getting these into one minute, uh, it was really tough. So I have one video talking about the adhesive that I manufactured in order to try to climb walls, climb sheer glass walls with, with gecko-inspired adhesive. That is a project mm-hmm. that I'm working on, but I talk about the science of it and discussing the broader implications of making, of, of imitating uh, the biomechanics of animals without replicating their exact morphological features, i.e., Uh, airplanes don't have feathers. They can still fly better than birds can. Um, And so that, I think, is a very interesting concept. And so I've introduced that in a one-minute video on my channel, and there's more to come soon. Uh, My second one is introducing the first fundamental law of web shooter engineering, which is obviously very important to me. Um, And so I show a demonstration where I... I show how you can predict the behavior of a, web, of a web shooter based upon its geometry and another very interesting science concept. So they select the top 100 videos based on view count, and then they select the best from those because that's the only way they can find, you know, they can look through uh, the videos that are the best. Obviously, view count does not determine which videos are the best, but view count is how they will decide the the pool of which to select the best so if you haven't if you haven't seen those videos of mine go watch them because it'll be a great help to me cash prizes are five thousand for first place three thousand for second place one two thousand for third place so I don't really have a chance of winning but I really think these videos are worthwhile even if I don't win you know it's to your benefit your, your scientific education benefit to watch them, especially if you're into Spider-Man, if you're into superheroes, it connects a lot of very interesting science concepts to those uh, those characters. And obviously I have some longer form versions of these videos in the works. I'm editing them right now. I it, Editing takes forever, I'm sorry. I tried hiring an editor, but he backed out. Just that's how it goes. Um, and yeah, I'm working on it. Uh, I'm also working on some some more gadgets. For instance, I just ordered the prototype parts for a web shooter that I've been promoting on my Instagram at the.amazing.labs. Have you seen it, Knight? Yes, I have. What did you think? I really liked it. So it's an idea that I I I have for a, a web shooter that is small, right? So this is the whole idea of having something that people can use potentially as a a deterrent for attackers or a self-defense device that is disguised as a watch that really tells time that contains a web-fluid reservoir, a valve, and a trigger system all within a watch. It's a big watch, but it's a watch nonetheless, and it's something that that you can disguise as a watch, but it is actually a web-shooter. So this is something that in down the line I plan to make available as a product for people but of course you know that involves bringing the price down and for now I have to resort to uh, third party prototyping services which can be very expensive especially for the types of parts that I need to make so you know if you want this project to continue please do support me on my Patreon page patreon.com slash the amazing uh, or check out my Spreadshirt shop spreadshirt shop which is which is uh is featured in the store tab on my youtube channel youtube.com/c/theamazingyt um and yeah so that's just one of many projects i'm working on uh several things to very much upgrade the sort of technology that i'm using in my supersuit i've had enough years where it's just you know build whatever i can build it's it's really time to to outfit some useful devices uh to the suit i'm talking you know actual grappling hooks ascending devices um obviously this this web shooter uh more powered devices yeah dude it's funny that
0: you're mentioning suit upgrades because i'm just going to say this I may have an upgraded suit myself. Mm. Probably not in time at this next press conference, but I'm, I'm setting something up myself. But these all sound like in, incredible things that are going on, and I'm sure that our next podcast will be having more things to share in general. But I think it's getting late, and people have probably been watching and listening for, for a very long time. Yeah. So, all right, so I think we should be wrapping up. So if you're listening to us on... Uh, youtube or watching us on youtube or you know listening to the full podcast on
1: spotify uh <laughs> hell yeah i'm so sorry hell yeah or on um, apple music right that does that have podcast apple music or is it apple podcasts apple podcasts <laughs> or is it either one is it um Itunes.
0: It's just. I, th- I think it's just podcast. I think it's just Apple Podcasts. Oh, okay. But whichever one, uh, we will be seeing you guys uh, <laughs> next month, right? Because we're doing yeah, this kind of monthly. We
1: should be doing it monthly. It's been almost two months since our last one, but you know, been
0: well, been busy. Well, we've we've made it. We've made it. Yeah, we've been busy. We made yeah. it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think on that note, I'm Knight.
1: I'm the amazing.
0: And we will see you guys next month on our next mask to mask
1: podcast hell yeah sorry if we talk too much about spider-man if you guys aren't into that (laughs) because um it's obviously very important to us so thank you for putting up with it